Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Joe Glover. Joe, welcome to Focus on Why. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a long time in the calendar. I'm very, very impressed with your organization. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. I have all these wonderful conversations and then I have to break it to my guests. It's like, oh, it's really lovely that we've had this conversation, but it's going to be quite a few months before we actually get you on the show. So yeah, yeah, that is sort of way of, uh, of being, unfortunately. But thank you very much to Simon Hake for bringing us together. Simon was my guest back in episode 307, where he, the episode was called Back to Nature. Uh, really, really great episode. And he made a very kind introduction to you. So here we are. Yeah, he's a good egg. I like Simon a lot. He's, uh, he's very giving. He's a giving person. So, uh, so yeah, uh, he's, he's a good person that I'm grateful for you taking the time as well. And it's interesting, isn't it, that you talk about gratitude and giving, because that is the, the, focus of this podcast purpose is all around wrapped around that and I'm sure we'll dive into your purpose very soon but firstly I just want to ask you Joe what is it you're focusing on at the moment <laughs> so it's funny I, I wrote a, a LinkedIn update this morning uh, where I broke down uh, a thought that was useful uh, something I'm working on uh, something I've done successfully and uh, someone something someone that people should know about and uh, I shared this openly with number two, the, the thing I'm working on right now, the thing I'm focused on right now. And this is probably this week rather than as a life purpose, but this week is, uh, is guilt, um, which means to say that uh, you and I you and I came on as a bit of behind the scenes for folks uh, to the podcast today. And, and we came on and, and the first things that we did was uh, sort of shared with each other how busy we are. And uh, I... I'm not usually like this. I, I used to, I regularly sort of speak about balance and, and how important that is. And I have found myself in a very busy patch this week rather than, you know, months and months and months on end. But my reflection on that is that I've got a series of people around me, whether it's my wife or uh, employees who, um, or even the community when I turned up to, to run our events, who I, uh, I don't necessarily reflect that I'm doing the job that I could be doing for them one way or another. I don't feel like I'm I'm keeping myself to my own standards to a certain extent. And that's um that's an hour hours in the day thing. Um, but there's a reflection there, which is like there is probably some guilt associated with um with that. The interesting thing about that observation, without meaning to close the loop too early uh for the podcast, um, is that whenever I sort of have this conversation with people and say, I feel guilty about not being there in the way that I'm usually there for you. Uh, most of them turn around and say, what, 
what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> You're actually all right. <laughs> so uh, I think as much as I, I introduced the answer to this question with guilt, I think what I'm really working on as I speak is uh, is releasing guilt because nobody else is holding that on for me. Uh, so, so why should I hold on to that for myself? I wouldn't treat other people that way. I'd be far more forgiving of other human beings. Um, so, so maybe I should be a bit kinder to myself. So is this linked, Joe, to your own personal achievement and the standards and expectations that you are giving yourself? Personal achievements are an interesting way to phrase it because I, I have an uneasy relationship with personal achievement. I think I, I, I recognise uh, my contribution uh, to my to my professional success, to my personal success, and I've been on a journey of that where I would start. Um, in the past few years, I would I would probably begin in a place of saying, "Oh no, 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 I didn't do that," you know, or "Oh no, that wasn't me." And then over the course of time, I've probably begun to acknowledge that yeah you know I, I actually have done some things you know and, and and they're quite useful and that's nice so um but even acknowledging that is is somewhat uncomfortable although as I've got older I, I've sort of become uh, more comfortable with acknowledging that my contribution has done something for someone somewhere I, I think the second half of that question was about standards and, and yeah you know I, I hold myself to a higher standard than I would hold anyone else um you know I don't really have any celebrity examples, but someone I, I sort of, I like seeing work sometimes. It's someone like Gordon Ramsay. You know, as much as he wraps in his standards up in a very different way to what I would do, undeniably the thing that drives his sort of almost anger uh, a lot of the time is is a dedication to standards. And standards is an interesting thing because actually I wouldn't say that there's a line in the sand for me which is we do this we do that and if you do not do that then we are doing it wrong but what I would say is probably it's more associated with character traits of doing the best that you can uh, being proactive having a bit of fun uh, and uh, you know doing it for other people you know and sort of doing the best job that you can for them so um so standards is probably I, I haven't really ever unpacked it, but I'm probably closer to not necessarily feeling like I'm holding myself to the attitudes that I regularly do um, and that are important to me. And there's a great level of humility in what you've just shared in a in actually sharing it and being vulnerable and sharing what you've just shared with us, but also in the the discomfort of acknowledging your contribution as well i don't think humility is a label you put on yourself <laughs> almost, by, almost by definition right <laughs> so, you know but um yeah no you know I, I, you know we're all only people right you know it's a stupid example but um there was there was a scene in in a very bad film a long time ago uh, called War of the Worlds uh, with Tom Cruise in and and so I know that it was theater and the books first you know but the the the, the, the Tom Cruise adaptation of it and I was in a teenager uh, early teenager when it when it came out and uh, there's this scene where the aliens come down and this God this is a horrible analogy to be sure and I'm so sorry to anyone listening right now um, and the aliens come down and and everyone's like really interested by them they're sort of walking up to them and then suddenly all the aliens start shooting and in the scene that you know you got like 
a rich person, a poor person, you know, a young person, an old person, and every one of them is vaporized by these aliens immediately. And I don't know why I took like a, a, a lesson from that, but I think the lesson that I learned was, you know, that we're all only people, right? Um, so if there's a life lesson in that, it's uh, that we can all be vaporized by aliens in a moment. And so, uh, <laughs> so don't think you're too special, you know, because because uh, the aliens will get you. So, um, so you know, I, I, th I think, you know, there's always there's always a sense that, yeah, you know, we're doing something cool, but um, at the end of the day, it's... Um, we're all only people aren't we you know we're all just doing our best and that's that's all i ever really feel like i'm doing or trying to do is, is just doing my best so um anything that comes from that is cool and might there be a deeper meaning to the metaphor the analogy that you just used there which is that there is a pressure to perform before your time is up oh god okay so now now we're going deep right yeah you know like i um i think about death way too much um like seriously you know like big time um so i had like i had a little health scare uh over uh covid and it wasn't a big one but it was just like it was probably one more wrapped in my head than it was in my body but it was enough to um confront me with the idea of mortality for the first time as even as a 31 year old man or a 29 year old man at that, at that point in time I think if I combine that with experiences which I've shared in the past, which is stuff like when my granddad died and uh, um, when my granddad died, then I, I sort of reflected on him and his life. And, and the interesting thing for him was, so he lived an incredible life full of achievements. Um, so he was a paratrooper. He was a professional football player. He was a teacher. He was uh, a hard bat, but he was all underpinned with, with love and kindness and especially love for us as a family uh, i remember one time you know we were sort of discussing war as a as a as a family and and he would have been like a 78 year old man or whatever at that point right? you know old enough that he shouldn't be going to war basically and uh, he said i'll i'd do it in a heartbeat if it was for all of you you know which was which was cool but i think about my granddad and i think about other influential figures in my life who have since past and and i don't think about their achievements as much as i think about the character traits that they've left in me and the people around me um i'm gonna and with my granddad you know that was traits such as bravery and courage and love love despite being outwardly hard um and so looping all these things together there was a there was a period of my time my life where i was sort of like thinking that i would be defined by legacy the word legacy you know uh, what did people think of me after i died um and i think truthfully that doesn't matter to me anymore uh i, I think about my granddad and legacy has been replaced by something a little bit more silent, which is a silent legacy, which is the thing that I'm determined to leave behind one way or another is that like the world can be a kind place and sort of spreading kindness and, and, and positive traits in other human beings one way or another. And I call it a silent legacy because I don't ever expect that other people will know that it was me or my influence. I don't need a statue. Um, I just like to think that like 
somehow by my life touching someone else's life that they might sort of share those thoughts a little bit more and so yeah you know like on the daily I'm probably thinking about that sort of stuff which is you know if I'm not about anymore are people a little bit more kind and so yeah that's that's uh that's the guiding light right there it's so interesting that you're focusing on these traits and you're well, you're describing them as traits and and they are for sure they're also values Me, most people would call them values and and how they would be the guiding light for them do you discern a difference between the two not really you know i i think a trait you know a trait is probably something which people would say is something you do whereas a value would probably be something you feel um on a, on a very high level um and a value would be something that runs deep to your core which influences your traits probably um if i was to 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 put them in some kind of hierarchy um i'm i'm not sure given the examples i've given today whether it makes too much difference um but I'd welcome opinions on that. I don't, I don't, I, I don't have a strong opinion on it. So. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't because your reflections run really deeply. You don't take to things on surface level. You, you analyze and you reflect and you then bring it to your work and, and also to your just life generally. It seems to be that everything you're doing is in complete congruence with, with one another. Mm. I, I feel fortunate in that way, you know, that I, I think I, uh, I kind of think about what I, what I feel like I've, I've done with my career, my professional stuff is, is, uh, create a field I feel comfortable playing on. Um, and so I, I played a lot of football growing up. That was, that was what I did. And, uh, and so when I, I reflect on the marketing meetup journey, then, then I feel like when I started that then i was just playing football by myself you know i was on a field playing football and then uh over the past seven years then then forty thousand people have joined me on this pitch and we're now playing football together which is cool if you ask me to subsequently play rugby uh on a different pitch then i'll be useless again you know and, and so i feel like what i've created for myself is in effect a very nice field <laughs> with uh very nice football pitch um and 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 very happily playing on that um and so that congruence of like creating a safe space for me to be me and, and for me to do my thing is 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 certainly true i'd like to think we carry that through uh in my personal life too as as being dad but i, I think um uh, it's very very clear to me which comes first and it's, it's definitely not the example which i just gave which is the personal stuff comes first you know and and uh, i feel like potentially so you and i were reflecting before about being parent and stuff like that and this element of control and i actually feel quite in control with the marketing meetup um but it's not my job to be in control at home you know that's that's not that's not a word that you know, I want associated with, <laughs> with dad, you know, controlling, you know, and so, uh, so um, there's, there's probably just a different part of me, which, uh, which comes to the fore at home, which is the one where love is number one, you know, and you can't, you can't love your kids too much in that way. 
<laughs> yeah, they're incredible. And on slightly different ends of the scale of, of mine being having left home now and well, one of them has another one soon to it's, it's such a, a privilege to be a parent. So I, I do feel an honor there in terms of you don't, you don't control them for sure. That's, that's not the right word. Absolutely. You, you have an ability to nurture and support and free them uh, in terms of allow them to live with independence and that is a gift it's a gift to be a parent i see it really is it's you know a gift i love i love that you use the word gift i often use the word privilege um which is also true i think privilege in recent times has different connotations to what it used to but i think i, I think i mean it in both really um, in the sense that I'm aware that not everyone has that privilege, but it's also a privilege to sort of play a part in someone's life. It's also a gift to us, you know, as parents to be able to sort of be involved in that person's life. So I fully echo your statements, really. So. We've covered a lot in a really short time already, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yeah, these conversations do dive deep because purpose is at the core. Well, it's certainly at the the forefront of your mind, my mind, when we've come into this conversation. And and yet we haven't actually talked about purpose itself. So I want to ask you, the focus on why for you, what's the clarity behind that for you? I don't know whether I, I, I really have. Um, I, think, I think when one thinks about questions of why, then you think about uh, what, you know, what would I like to achieve? What's my North Star? You know, what's what's the, what's the guiding principle that is going to take me to the place that I would like to go? And I can't say I really have that. Um, I, I, you know, perhaps closer to your questions about values earlier, I just have a series of values in which I'm I'm making decisions in those moments on on love, on kindness, on uh, silent legacy, on on caring for my daughter, caring for my community. Um, and, and so I don't, those, I, I, maybe to, to answer your question, those are my why, you know, those things are like, am I doing, am I making the best decisions I can right now with the information I have and the thoughts in my heart and the, the, the my thoughts in my head and the feelings in my heart, you know, and if I'm doing those things, then I kind of feel all right. And so. So, you know, why, you know, why are we here? Well, biologically, we're here for for procreation, for continuation of, of the human species. And, and I'm going to do my good job in doing that because, you know, like I revel in, in, in parenting, you know, why are we here on a on a broader basis? Well, I, I think if we're here and we're here for a while, then then why not make the experience better for all of us? And so. I think uh, I think the values sort of sit core, and then they probably just inform a day-to-day -day decision uh, basis, which is let's just have a nice time, let's just enjoy it. <laughs> you know, we're not here forever, and like frankly, there's a lot of things that we can take very seriously, but there's also a lot of things that we can have a lot of fun at. And like, I think that even that idea of fun is interesting because uh, fun is a word that is layered in in um, People think of fun as as um, loud and brash and parties and 
stuff like that. I think that's often what I've associated fun with or what people, I think people think fun is. But I find this fun, which is a nice chat with a good person, you know, and I find my work fun and, and you know, I find helping people fun. And um, so I, th I think that's that's beginning to answer your question. I'm, I'm not sure I have a conclusion on it, but um, that's that's where I'd start. <laughs> I'm just going to circle back to where you spoke about Gordon Ramsay and someone who you perceive as being driven by anger, and, mm. but under that is the dedication to standards. Mm. And I just want to un understand from your perspective, the silent legacy that you want to create a world that is a kinder place, is that also driven by anger? No, I, I would say that um, in Gordon Ramsay's example, I, I may be mis, misrepresented uh, my thoughts in the sense that I think his standards uh, manifest in anger. And so th there was, um, there was a, a flip that way. Um, and, and and so, sorry, forgive me. I, I, I'll have to ask. Uh, uh, would you would you remind me of the question again? Um, just... Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it was a case of, do you think that the desire that you want for the world to be a kinder place and that being something that you are working towards, is that because you are, have an anger in the way that it is currently working? I think inevitably, if you're walking towards something, you, you're walking away from something else. Um, and so there are elements of the marketing meetup story, which I'll use as, a, as an example where I speak about myself being an introverted person who walked into networking events and was was terrified. And so it was clear that somewhere kinder needed to exist. And so that's why I created it. And so there is a walking away from the sliminess, from the sales, from the job titles and budgets into a place of kindness and humanity, for sure. I'd like to think that, you know, I'm pretty pretty relaxed on, on a lot of things i think i think one of the things that would make me anger, angry is um is unfairness i think that is that that's not something i respond well to um but for the most part i'd say i'm actually far more driven towards a towards based direction than i am in, in a way uh, direction i do think there's a lot of uh bad in the world but i actually spend a lot more time in a quite privileged bu bubble in a sense which is around a lot of good people who are doing good things with the best of intentions and, and likewise i've lived a charmed life in terms of having loving parents and, and and so on and so forth so so um i would say i'm i'm probably more towards than i'm away um, in, in that sense which is a, a fortunate position to be in so tell me about this field that you felt comfortable on and then have created it i mean I, I keep thinking of field of dreams but i don't want to make it like if you build it they will come but it is it, it is that in essence that's what you have done is that you've created this fantastic playing field for people to to come and to join with you and you described it as being really cool tell me a bit more about what you're doing and in in terms of uh the practicalities of the the marketing meetup or, or the field in general I love how you keep it. You keep it general. I like it. <laughs> I like the, the motion. Well, you know, I, I think with TMM, like if, if people have got to this point in the podcast, then then hopefully they know the values that sort of sit behind the group and and, and why we're doing what we're doing. 
um and and so day to day like it's just it's just doing those things as best as we can and, and like it's funny you know like I, I sit in marketing and I love marketing because I think uh, it speaks to people and and, and the real the real reason why I love marketing is if you were to take a marketing equation then in effect you've got a problem and you've got a solution and as a marketer then you are communicating the problem to that solution and the output the the equals of that is that someone's life improves one way or another um and there's a bunch of things in there which goes into sort of like really understanding the problem that you're solving and the market and uh, the communications channels and all that sort of stuff but i think the thing that really i enjoy more than anything is is just speaking to the core of that human and sort of looking to improve their life one way or another. And I think with the marketing meetup, then then right now, then, you know, I, I don't preach that, but equally we, we won't put like people on the stage who are going to be actively making people's lives worse, you know, like one way or another. Um, the other thing that I, I, I feel like I'm quite proud on doing is of doing is that because we've got that that thing at the the core of the marketing meetup, which is that story of me being the introverted person walking into the room and being terrified, then I get an abundance of pride when people walk into our rooms and they feel like it's kind and safe. And they walk in slightly, maybe a little unconfident, you know, a little bit shy. And then they walk out with a new friend or a new bit of knowledge, which helps them the next day. And like, I think when we're at our best at TMM, and this applies to being a leader and, and a parent too, and we take people on a journey of confidence um, and we say, you know, if their starting point is that they're not very confident and they leave very confident, then, then we've really done our job. But if their confidence start off with and now just a little bit more knowledgeable, then then we've also done our job. So um, it's... Uh, Maybe less of a field of dreams, but a field of confidence is 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 where we're really at our best. Um, but there's there's a lot of other ways that that people can interact and with it because you know I also got to acknowledge the reality that as much as I'm heart and soul in here, then uh, then um, you know it's a small part of everyone else's day. <laughs> people have got things to do, right? <laughs> so uh, so yeah, if I can go 100 percent and they go 20, then hopefully they get something out of it. I really find the work that you're doing, I can't help but admire it. It, it. Honestly, it's it's so refreshing to see your contribution. And I think that that is the driver here is a contribution. And you said it's a silent legacy. And I can see that because you're not expecting recognition. But that's how you're measuring success in some respects, because you know what the results are that you want. Mm -hmm. And they they're not necessarily financial results you know that smile that you see or a a, a lift or a, a spring in their stride will be enough for you to know that your day has been a day well well done yeah yeah you know it, it's lovely you know and, and I, I i don't want to appear you know completely <laughs> infallible here you know i love the commercial side of things as well and that's a journey i've been on too recently and and I was embarrassed to make money at the beginning of this journey, but actually if we can make this a really successful business, you know, and, and, and while driving that impact, not only is that an example for other businesses to say, you know what, we can do that, but like, that seems like a really, really great way to do it. And, you know, so far 
by our own standards. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Citibank aren't going to be knocking on our door asking us to, to bank with them anytime soon just yet. But like, you know, why not one day? You know, why not one day have that and at the same time create an unbelievable impact, you know, and and, and also then use that money to, to help other people. Like, you know, what a great life. So, so you know, I, I, I think there's, there's a lot wrapped up in money. And uh, for a long time, I was... I thought it was evil, but I, I, I've changed my opinion, and, and, and I'm, I'm living in the world of both now. And um, that living the world of both is also probably one of my biggest things that I can ever reflect on. Is like, um, there's always nuance to these things, right? You know, there's always another another part of the argument that one could inspect and look at, and and um, and so um, nuance is good. Good conversation is good. Inspecting these things is good. Realizing where you are, but realizing that every decision is probably on a sliding scale rather than black and white and uh money isn't bad uh impact probably has a, another side to it and so on and so forth so you know yeah <laughs> purpose-driven business nowadays joe is not just a nice to have not just a, an aspirational but an essential it's 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 a core part of of business and I can really see the impact that you're making to the people you're working with, but also to your the clients as well. What is the infinite game here? What is the future forward-looking scope for your business? Well, we're 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 growing out now that in-person events is something that we believe is a powerful mechanism for building confidence. Uh, we've got. 22 locations presently uh, running events every two months in each of them we just picked up tokyo and san francisco and new york and new zealand and stuff like that which is cool um the infident you know i mean i guess our, our sort of north star in, in in tmm is 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 no marketer feels alone one way or another you know and, and and they can use that impact that is within their capabilities they can use it to help other people one way or another they can they can communicate things that are uh worthy um it, it's an interesting thing because you know you introduced this question by sort of saying purpose-driven business is is a necessity it's an essential and even i think there's nuance there you know because you look at like BAT or Shell or BP and you know speaking about things that make you angry then record profits you know that makes me angry and uh I don't think they're doing good for the world <laughs> you know there's nuance there because they're investing in renewables as an example but for the most part they're not and so there is there is part of me which is like purpose is really important really important that's how I I am building my business and and how you are building yours if you are taking traditional metrics of success, then you could argue that the shells and the BPs are being very, very successful, you know, with fairly little purpose behind them. But with that knowledge that 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 is one way of doing a business, then then there is another which is making the choices that we are making, which is to build businesses that are good and have an impact in the world that that creates a net gain. And so I guess the infinite game uh, beyond the confidence, beyond the impact 
is there's also a business example there, which is, you know what, we can be successful and we can drive impact and we can do good and nice people don't finish last um, and uh, and all those things that go with it. Um, and so, so yeah, there's, there's probably a few answers there, but I don't, hopefully that's useful. And hopefully we don't have to be part of the examples. <laughs> I don't know whether you have to say other petrol stations are available. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole conversation here on purpose washing that will probably not go down and talk about that. But what I would like to ask you, Joe, is imagine your daughter was old enough to listen to this conversation and reflect on it. What would she say what would what do you think she would come back to you and and have a conversation with you about i don't know i don't know hopefully you know she'd just be saying that you're you're trying to do things for the right reasons you know and, and there's hopefully that that would be uh that would be nice for her one way or another you know i i i i, I don't really mind <laughs> you know in a way you know I, I don't mind what she thinks of me really uh one way or another um not because i don't want her to love me but because you know i love her so much that like as long as she's happy then it's kind of okay so i don't really i really care what she thinks but in the best way possible you know it's it's not for me to to to, to to wonder about that i think um she can form her own opinions on me uh and what we're doing over the course of time um in the meantime like we'll try and do good and, and like hopefully i make her proud but like you know i i think um she'll make her own choices in life and and how she chooses to perceive things and and, and that's okay too you know she's I, I do things to make her proud, but she doesn't need to be proud if she doesn't want to, you know, and, and that's okay. So it's not for me to assume, I think is probably, probably in a sentence. It's kind of a trick question because again, it's more of a reflection of your own reflection of the conversation that I was <laughs> aiming for, which is again, you answered it in a way that is so true to you, Joe. Honestly, it it was it's been such a beautiful conversation. So thank you. How would people, having heard what you've shared with them, who feel that they would like to join you on your incredible field of confidence, how would they reach out and connect with you? Um LinkedIn's the best place. I'm I'm appalling uh, anywhere else. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, we're having a joke with the team the other day. Um, a very short story. We were, we were trying to figure out who who could uh, person the, the the reception desk at one of our events the other day. In the end, we resolved to uh, leave a note on, on the desk with my phone number so I could let people into the room if if they needed to come in because they came in late. And. Uh, so we left my, my 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 mobile number, but we we thought about adding the caveats about, but don't slack me and don't email me and don't because <laughs> you just won't get a reply. Not because I'm unwilling, but just because I'm rubbish. So 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 LinkedIn's probably the best place, and I'll do my best. <laughs> Magic, thank you. Well, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so people can get hold of you. And I just want to say thank you for sharing why you do what you do and why you are who you are and 
and wishing you all the best with your venture going forward. I can see many more locations coming up to, to I'd love to find out how long it will take you before you have a, a global presence. I mean, already in 22 locations, it's incredible. And I'm sure that many more will be joining very soon because of the incredible, genuine motivation for and purpose behind what you're trying to achieve here so yeah fantastic do you have some final words joe for the listener <laughs> so the best piece of advice i ever got was from my dad which is don't give advice share opinions and experience and so uh none of this was advice it's just an experience in their opinion how has this conversation had an impact on you what value have you received from tuning in what are your reflections with actions Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.